Hello, everyone. My name is Jason Wolf, and you are listening to How to Be Like Jesus, Episode 5, How to Start Your Day Like Jesus. Now, you know, sometimes in this show, um, you know, obviously the, sh the whole show is about how to be like Jesus and about studying what the Bible says about Jesus, what Jesus taught, the way Jesus lived, you know, from what we can get from that, what way he lived during, you know, his, his well, he was here in his incarnation, his early ministry, and what we see from that from the Gospels, and to give what we can from that, that we can apply to our lives. And sometimes it's stuff that's practical, like in today's episode is hopefully extremely practical. Other times it's more of, hey, Jesus taught this, and so it is incumbent upon us as his followers to believe what he taught. It's more of a kind of head knowledge and believe these propositions, believe these teachings that Jesus taught kind of thing. And it's not necessarily something that you can put into practice or make habits out of or something like that. But this episode, it very much is that this is something I would encourage you to make a habit from based on what Jesus taught and the example of the way he lived during his ministry that we see in the Gospels. And this is how to start your day like Jesus, okay? And just for a heads up what we're talking about, nothing revolutionary, not really thinking outside the box, but I want to encourage you to make a habit of these things, put these things in practice in your life if you're not doing it already, because then I think it can greatly improve your life and improve your relationship with God and these kinds of things. Of We're just going to be talking about, again, very simple. Get up early before you start your day, pray and read your Bible. And, okay, very simple, very basic stuff that hopefully you're already doing. A lot of us know we should do it, but don't. And so I'm encouraging you to do so. I'm also doing this for my own benefit to encourage myself to do this. And we're also going to talk about how you can do this kind of thing if you're struggling to do so by understanding what the Bible says about when the day actually begins. Because according to the Bible, the day does not begin in the morning. As we typically think of it, the day actually begins in the evening before that day. And so we'll talk about that. But let's start out here with the basics. Pray. Wake up in the morning and pray. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. And we want to to the extent that it's applicable, model our behavior after Jesus's behavior. So for example, we see in Mark chapter one, verse 35, it says, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. So we see that a great while before day, meaning a great while before the sun came up, he went out because again, he during his early ministry, he, he's traveling around with people, staying at people's houses, it probably wasn't really possible where he was staying to wake up and stay where he was and pray without basically disturbing other people, waking other people up. So he woke up and departed from where he was, went out to a solitary place, did so a great while before the sun came up and prayed. And if you keep reading the passage, it's not until people go out and find him and get him basically that he stops praying. And, and we're not told, but who knows? It was probably hours later after the sun came up that people went out and got him. And then he was, you know, all about doing his father's business, of course. And, but this is what he did. He went out a great while before the sun came up, went into a solid, solitary place and prayed. What we learned from this is not, you, not necessarily that you have to wake up hours before the sun comes up every day. You don't need to necessarily wake up at four in the morning or something every day. Make sure you're getting a good two hours of prayer in before the sun comes up or whatever. No, we don't need to be legalistic and stuff about this. But the point is, hey, try waking up before you wake up to do 
all your routine, whatever it is you do in the morning, try to wake up a little bit earlier than that and make some time to talk to God. Tell God about, you know, for, thank God for that you're breathing and that you're alive and get to embark upon another day. Tell God whatever you're anxious about, whatever your problems are. Talk to God about them. Ask God for help. Ask for God's blessings. How, I mean, what is a better way to start your day? To immediately wake up obsessed with yourself, anxious and worrying about things and just trying to accomplish everything on your own merits or to wake up, talk to your heavenly father who loves you and wants to help you and, and bless you and answer your prayers and tell him about what's going on in your life so that he, you are inviting him to get involved and help you out with things. Obviously, that's the better option, you know, to do before you even start doing anything else in your day. But in order to do that, what do you have to do? You have to wake up a little bit earlier. And think of it in terms of practical application here. Think of it in terms of baby steps. Do not feel as if, oh man, I need to start waking up an hour earlier every day to pray. And then what happens? You wake up, the alarm goes up, you go, oh man, I don't want to get up so so much earlier. You know, you start snoozing, next thing you know, you're not actually getting up any earlier because you tried pushing yourself too hard, you know, initially. So what should you do? Hey, wake up 10 minutes earlier and you can still get, you know, thank God, get a little 10 minute prayer, a couple, pray for a couple minutes. That's better than not doing it at all, isn't it? And so you at least get that in and then you can gradually start as you get used to it, as you build a habit of it, then you wake up 15 minutes earlier, half hour earlier, whatever, and have more and more time to spend with God, praying to God, talking to God in the morning, asking him for help with whatever, praising God, all of that. Doing all of that, you know, you'll, you'll gradually extend the amount of time that you can do that, but you don't want to set an unrealistic goal right away and not, not meet it and then go, oh, well, see, I can't do this and then just give up. That's stupid. Set, you know, lo lo lower the bar, aim low, aim for a couple minutes at first, but actually do it. Actually follow through with that. You can get up five minutes early. Come on. You can do that. Actually do that. Follow through with it. Make a habit out of it. And then build on that habit. Okay. We don't need to be getting up a great while before a day and going out to a solitary place and talking to God for hours like Jesus did. Don't try to make that your goal if you know you can't do it. Take baby steps. Make it a habit. Build on that habit. Okay, but you, we clearly see how Jesus prayed, and we clearly see he prayed in a solitary place. He was, and again, we know how he rebuked the Pharisees for going to the markets and stuff, and praying and being loud and making a big show of it because it was all about not even about having a relationship with God. It was about having getting attention for their fake, you know, piety and getting praise from other people for it, and that's what it was about. So do not pray in that way. Pray in a solitary way. And of course, Jesus talked about, you know, going to your closet to pray. And there was a time where I lived in an apartment that actually did have a walk-in closet. And I took that literally, obviously you don't need to take that literally, but I thought it was, you know, kind of funny to actually go inside my closet and pray, which I did when I lived in an apartment that had a closet. I can't do that in my closets that where I live now. That That's not even really physically possible. But the point is, make sure you're you know, it's about your relationship with God, talking to God. You're doing that. You're not doing this to make a big show of it and get attention from people and praise from other people. You're doing this because it's all about fostering a relationship with God. And that's the point. And that's why Jesus did it in a solitary place. 
unlike the Pharisees and hypocrites who weren't even having a relationship with God, because of course, as Jesus said in the Gospel of John, they are of their father, the devil, and they were just trying to get praise from men, and that is their reward. And if you try to do that, oh, I'll go around outside and make a big deal out of, hey, everybody, look at me, how I'm up early praying and whatever. Well, then you'll get praise from men, and that will be your reward rather than getting blessings from God and prayers answered by God and things like that. So keep that in mind. These are the things that Jesus did. He was up early and he was in a solitary place. And try to apply that to your prayer life. Try to make a habit of that in your day because it's important. And you say, well, okay, so Jesus did it in the morning, but I'm busy in the morning. Why can't I just do that later in the day? And of course, if you have time to pray later in the day, hey, pray without ceasing, right? There's a whole verse just for those words, pray without ceasing. So of course, prayer throughout the day is important too. Nobody is saying not to do that. You know, no one's telling you, no, don't pray throughout the day. Just pray in the morning. Get, get this chore of talking to God, you know, get that over and done with in the morning. And then the rest of the day can be all about you. No, no, that's not the point. Of course, pray throughout the day. Pray on your lunch break. Pray on your commute. Pray whenever. Pray at your meals, whatever. <clears throat> we're not saying don't do that, but we're emphasizing here that you want to pray in the beginning of the day. Jesus didn't just do this for fun. And this is in the Bible for a reason. Nothing in the Bible is accidental, accidental, incidental, or coincidental. It's there for a reason. The Bible is showing us what Jesus did as an example to us. And the reason is clearly so we can get our mind set on the important things right away, because that is going to then have an impact on what we think about and how we live out the rest of the day. So you want to be thinking about God and establishing that relationship about God with God immediately. That is going to affect how you live out the rest of the day, what your mind is focused on for the rest of the day. So it's not just focused on yourself and you just forget about God or, oh, maybe I'll get around to thinking about God and talking to God later. No, you want to establish that immediately because you're establishing a pattern of what your day is going to be like. That's why that's important to not just push off to later in the day, but make sure you're starting out your day that way as well. And we see other passages talking about this, for example, if we look back in Psalm 63, Psalm of David, of course, and David here says, Oh God, thou art my God, early I will seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. And then, of course, it goes on from there. But, I mean, do you wake up in the morning thirsting and hungering after God? like you're somebody dying of thirst or, or dying of hunger. Do you wake up in the morning just wanting to, to, to seek after God early because your soul is thirsting after God? You know, probably not. I, I wake up thirsting after coffee. Not My soul is not thirsting after God as much as my mind and my caffeine addiction is thirsting after coffee. But if we were to make a habit of this, because clearly David had a habit of this, and what does the Bible refer to at? David as a man after God's own heart. And David was waking up seeking after God early. His soul was thirsting after God. How do we want to be people after God's own heart? Well, obviously don't do everything that David did. Don't uh, don't go around killing people and killing so many people that, such as David to where he's punished and he's not allowed to build the temple. Even though the temple was his idea, God doesn't allow him to do it because he killed so many people that God is restricting him, not letting him build the temple, which is his own idea to build this great glorious house for God to be in rather than the tabernacle. Don't do that. And don't 
you know, send a don't don't fall in love with this woman married to a guy and get that guy killed so you can then marry his wife. Don't don't, don't do these kinds of things. Obviously, don't do everything that David did. But we see, you know, David is a man of great faith. He was a man who was after God's own heart. And we see one of the positive things about David is he woke up, sought after God early, and his soul thirsted after God as if, you know, his soul is dying of thirst. That is the kind of thing that we should try to copy in our lives, just as Jesus woke up a great while before day, went out to a solitary place, and prayed to God. You see how Jesus and David are both doing the same kind of thing. They're both seeking after God early, right? And so if we look back in Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 6, and Matthew 6, 33, it's another important thing we have to realize with focusing our attention and focusing our minds on God early and putting him first as a priority in our lives. Because Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And of course, what are all these things? Um, all of the daily things. I mean, go back and go back to verse 24 then and read through the context. And the it's about having your daily needs met of clothing and the and the food you will need. These things people are anxious about because you know life is tough people are anxious about oh how am i going to have my needs met my financial needs and paying the rent and all all this kind of stuff well you know we we shouldn't need to worry about that god says he will provide people with what they need but what do you have to do you he is a priority we here on earth are ambassadors for christ that's why we're here we're not here for ourselves we're here for god we are here as ambassadors for Christ and his kingdom. That is why God, you know, that is why we are here. And as ambassadors for Christ, meaning we're representing Christ and his kingdom, therefore we need to seek the kingdom of God first. Put that first in priority. It's first in our priority. We are showing it's first in priority by waking up and seeking God first in the day, thereby prioritizing God. If our, then our mind is focused on that. Then we can be good ambassadors for Christ later on throughout the day then. And that is, again, that is our purpose for being here. If you're an ambassador for the United States, the United States government, where you're representing the president off in some other country, you're representing the president, representing the United States government, and you just decide, no, I'm just going to live for myself. I'm going to stay here and do whatever I want, but I expect the United States government to you know, pay me a nice salary and, and make my life good and pleasurable while I'm over here. Meanwhile, I'm not doing my job of actually being an ambassador. How long do you think that's going to last? They're going to call you back. You know, they're not going to, they're not just going to keep you financially sustained and keep you over there as an ambassador when you're not doing that. And so if you expect God to help you with meeting your needs and you're concerned about, you know, having your daily needs met and, and so on, you know, you need to seek the kingdom of God first. You need to be doing your job as an ambassador for Christ. And I'm not talking about health and wealth, prosperity, gospel. I'm talking about just as Jesus talks about with your clothes and your food is what he talks about there in Matthew uh, chapter six there in the context. And so prior, prior, prioritizing God and Jesus Christ and the kingdom of Christ and our role as ambassadors, you one of the ways that you do that 
by putting him first in priority is literally by putting him first in chronology in your day and talking to God right away in the morning, seeking after God early as David did, as Jesus did in his ministry, as we see there in Mark 135. And so you see, this isn't something of just, oh, well, if I just put it off later in the day, I, you know, I'm still praying to God, so that's fine. Again, yes, that's also good and important to do that, but you see the, the emphasis and the importance of putting God first in the morning and talking to God right away in the morning and why that is important and why you're getting your mindset on the right things. That way, you have that as a habit that focuses your mind on the important things right away. That way... Hopefully, then, your mind, you don't just go, okay, that's over and done with. I suppose you can, of course, do that. Oh, that chore is done with. Now I can focus on myself. But hopefully, that focuses your mind on the eternal things, the things that actually matter. And then you can redeem the time then for the rest of your day and have keep your mind focused on these important things and, and not neglect that. That's that's the goal of doing that. So then, so that's the uh, emphasis on praying in the morning. And I want to also emphasize reading your Bible in the morning. Uh, along with this and uh teaching on that would be when jesus was out being tempted in the wilderness by satan this is in matthew 4 4 and we'll, we'll look at the context of this uh in, in a later episode because there's lots of interesting uh, stuff being taught here in the context but right now we're just going to look at this one verse where jesus where satan is tempting attempting to tempt jesus and jesus responds to him it says in Matthew 4, 4, it says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And I'm pretty sure that is a quote from, I know it's a quote, I think it's from Deuteronomy 8, 8 is where he's quoting from. And notice he says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. This is what we have in the Bible. We have all the words that God has inspired to be written down that he intends for us to have is what we have in the Bible. And notice what Jesus compares that to. He compares that to, he compares that to bread. That man doesn't just live by bread alone, but also by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what does that mean? Think about that. People are eating bread to sustain their bodies. And just like you eat food to sustain your body, you read the word of God. You have the word of God for you to read and consume to sustain your soul, to sustain your spirit. It's spiritual nourishment, right? Because we're born again. So now you have the old man, which is the man of the flesh, and you are born again. That's a spiritual new birth. So now you have the new man, and the Bible encourages you put on the new man, walk in the ways of the new man, you know, walk according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. Well, so you have, and, and look at Galatians 5.17, where it talks about how the spirit and the flesh war against each other, and so on. And so we have this constant war between the, the new man in the spirit, the old man in the flesh. The new man in the spirit wants to follow what God wants us to do. The old man in the flesh wants to continue living the sinful ways that we, that we lived, you know, embraced before we got saved, right? That's the kind of war that we're stuck in in our lives now until you know at the resurrection when our bodies are, are redeemed and then we don't have that kind of struggle between the spirit and the flesh anymore but this is the struggle that we are in now so just as if you don't eat and if also the bible talks about fasting it's implied that we're going to fast 
okay, because Jesus doesn't say if you fast, he says when you fast, and then he gives instructions on that. So if there are times it's appropriate to not eat, but think about this. When you don't eat, what happens? You get physically weak, you get shaky, you're just, you know, you're just weak, you're drained, you're not, you're not strong. Now think about, so that's what the physical body is like. That is what the old man is like. And that is what you're like in your flesh. Now think about the new man. Think about the spiritual man depriving him of his food, his nourishment, which is the word of God. That's what Jesus said. What's happening? That same new man, that, that spiritual man, he will be weak and shaky and unable to really do much just like your body is without food, if you deprive the new man of his nourishment, the word of God. And so what, what happens? You have this war between the old man and the new man. The old man is going to have an advantage over the new man if the new man is fasting and he is therefore weak because of that. Okay, does that, does that analogy make sense? Hopefully. And so you need to keep that new man fed and nourished so he can be strong, just like you are physically strong from eating good food. And so you need to keep the new man fed on the word of God. That is what the new man eats, right? That's what Jesus said. Reread Matthew 4, 4 there. And so just like you typically, and I know, yeah, I know some people skip breakfast, okay? But typically people eat breakfast. People eat food in the morning. And just like you eat food in the morning, that's your old man eating. That's the, the flesh, which of course we need to sustain because we're still we still have bodies, right? But the new man needs to eat too. The new man wants some breakfast too. And what does he eat? He eats the word of God. That is what he needs to be strengthened and nourished. And so just like you feed your body food in the morning, you need to feed the new man. You need to feed your spirit food in the morning. And that is the word of God. Therefore, it is incumbent upon you to read the Bible or at least listen to an audio Bible or something in the morning. So that way you're not going throughout the new, going throughout your day with the new man being weakened because he's fasting and he's weak now and then when you're when something comes up where you're being tempted to sin or tempted to just not do something that you know you should do or whatever all these different things that we face in our day-to-day lives if the new man is fasting what does that mean that means the old man has an advantage if the new man is nourished on the word of god you've got not only have you prayed to god you have god working in your life to answer your prayers and, and bless you and all these kinds of things and your mind is focused on that. But if you nourish, if you're constantly nourishing your spirit, nourishing the new man with the words of God, and you are facing temptation, you're facing whatever, you have the word of God there to counsel you. The word of God is a light for our feet. And you have, so as we're walking on our Christian walk through our lives, the word of God is the is a lamp. It's a light for our feet. We need that so we don't stumble into sin and so on. And so you have the word of God there to go, oh, wait a minute. You know, you're recalling passages, things that the Bible teaches to go, wait, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do the right thing or whatever. You have that in your mind from nourishing the new man on a regular basis with the word of God. Just like you eat on a regular basis, you should be reading the Bible on a regular basis, including the morning, just like you eat breakfast. Give the new man his breakfast, read some of the Bible, listen to the Bible and so on in the morning. And so that, that is what you should do. That's how you should start your day. Like Jesus, go get up a little bit early, give yourself some time to pray, give yourself some time to read the Bible. And just like you don't want to overdo it, overburden yourself in a way that you're not going to be able to accomplish this, setting yourself up for failure. Like I said, with prayer. The same thing applies to reading the Bible. Wake up, give yourself five minutes of break, give yourself five minutes or whatever to read a little bit of the Bible because 
if you try much more than that, maybe you'll just want to keep snoozing and not accomplish anything and give up. We don't want you to do that. So give yourself just that little bit of extra time to get these things in in the morning, but keep doing it consistently every morning. You're getting up and doing that. Then you can build on that. Then you can slowly expand that to more time. Now, how are you going to do that? So here we have the principle of your day doesn't start in the morning, your day starts in the evening. So when Jews are, you know, trying to follow the Sabbath on Saturday, when does the when does the Sabbath start? It doesn't start Saturday morning. It doesn't start 12 a.m. on Saturday or something like that. No, it starts once the sun is down Friday evening. It's the Sabbath. The Sabbath ends once the sun goes down again on Saturday evening. That is how it works. It starts Friday evening, ends Saturday evening. Think about the creation days. You know, it's constantly saying, and there was evening, and there was morning, you know, the second day, and so on. Why does it do that? It doesn't say, oh, there was morning, and there was evening, and that was that day. The way we think of it, oh, we wake up in the morning, the day ends in the evening, or whatever. No, it says there was evening, and there was morning. Why is evening first? Well, like I, would, like I just explained, the day starts in the evening. So think of your day as starting in the evening before it actually starts and plan your day accordingly. Whatever it is you normally do in the morning that you leave as a task to accomplish in the morning that you could already have done the prior evening, do it that evening. That way, you know, whether it's figuring out what you're going to wear, laying out your clothes, figuring out what you're going to eat when, you know, for your lunch at work or whatever, and ha having that already packed and ready to go. I, you know, I don't know what your life is like, obviously. So whatever it is that applies to your life, however you can figure this out to have stuff done in the previous evening, rather than putting it off as just a bunch of tasks to do in the morning, do that. That way, you know, you're planning ahead. That stuff is already done. And that time that you would have taken to perform the tasks in the morning now instead gets to be time spent in prayer to God and reading your Bible, feeding, you know, and nourishing your spirit. And you did that, you made up time by, by mentally starting your day that prior evening and then make, making up this time by planning ahead like that. Also, of course, it's important if you're gonna be waking up, and of course, obviously this is on an individual basis. Again, I have no idea how early you get up and whatever. Hey, I work a job where the job starts at four in the morning. I get up a lot at three in the morning. I'm not working at full time anymore like I was, but for over a year, that was my schedule five days a week, getting up at three in the morning or earlier. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh man, I have to get up. Oh, I have to get up at six in the morning. You want me to get up earlier than that? Well, don't really expect to get much pity out of me who was getting up at three in the morning, five days a week for over a year. <clears throat> so, and I'm not trying to brag about this either. Um, but I'm just saying that you can figure out a way if I can, if I can wake up early and, and make time for this, you can. And so, and again, we're starting out with small steps, get a have a little bit that you plan getting done in the, in the evening that you don't have to do in the morning to make a little bit of time to pray a little bit, read the Bible a little bit, and then you'll go from there. But again, like I want to emphasize, if you are planning on waking up earlier and and you your thing of your day is starting in the evening you also need to understand that you're probably needing to go to bed earlier than what you're doing 
now unless you just are a morning person oh yeah i have no problem waking up early which i'm assuming most of you are not you're probably wanting to go to bed earlier to accommodate for this so you can get up a little bit earlier and actually mentally function enough that you could actually pray and actually read your bible and know what you're reading know what you're even talking to god about and have a, be mentally functioning enough to do that because think about this if jesus is waking up it says that Jesus woke up a long time before the sun came up and went out to a solitary place and prayed. You think he's burning the midnight oil? Do you think he's just burning the candle at both ends? You know, I think he's up all night taking a little cat nap and then waking up if hours before the sunrise and going on praying. No, he's probably going to bed early. He's probably early to bed and early to rise. And obviously we all have different kinds of situations. Hey, guess what? I've also worked. I, I've worked third shift jobs. I've worked a, a, a supposedly second shift job that actually went until 1 a.m. That's when the shift ended. So believe me, I know we all have all sorts of weird jobs and weird schedules that keep you up all night or keep you halfway up into the night and, and whatever. I, I, re I recognize that. I understand that. But I'm just saying to the extent that you can go to bed at a reasonable time and plan ahead your next day, the previous evening, so that you can wake up earlier and actually do what you should be doing to put this into practice, to make a habit of this, of praying and reading your Bible in the morning, giving yourself the time in the morning to do that. Okay, well, in conclusion, everyone, I mean, that was really it. That's all I really had to talk about. Like I said at the beginning, nothing really innovative or revolutionary here. It's all stuff you've probably heard before. Hopefully you've had pastors, uh, you know, preach on this and encourage you in this. And that's the point of this episode. Hey, this is how to live like Jesus, right? How to be like Jesus, whatever this show is called, something like that. And, um, you know, so that's, that's the point. Hey, this isn't all going to be, you know, or I'm not, I'm not trying to break new ground here. Oh man, here's this stuff that Jesus taught that nobody's ever realized before. That's not the point. No, that's stupid. Uh, that's not the point of this show. Yeah, it's going to be stuff that you've heard taught before, thought about before. Hopefully, you're already doing it, in which case I would just encourage you, do it more. Do it longer. Jesus woke up and said a great while before day. He was waking up probably hours before the sun came up to pray to the Father. And hey, if you're already doing it, well, I don't know. Do it more. Wake up, wake up even earlier and do it even more. Why not? That's what Jesus did. And so to recap, yeah, plan your day, think of your day as starting in the biblical way, the evening before the day actually starts, plan it out, get stuff done ahead of time, get to bed early enough, wake up, pray to God. And we're going to talk more later, of course, about how to pray like Jesus. So obviously, that's an important topic. And there's all sorts of examples of prayer and stuff stuff that people pray throughout the Bible are great examples to us that we can look at, we'll specifically look at the Lord's Prayer, how the the method so to speak that jesus gave for us to use and so we can pray pray like jesus we'll look at that in depth in a different episode but yeah wake up pray <clears throat> pray to god you know praise god ask for god's blessings ask whatever is bothering you whatever you're anxious about ask for god to help you with these things pray on behalf of other people pray for your enemies ask for god to bless your enemies all these things that jesus taught Read your Bible. Have, have your spiritual breakfast. Give the new man his breakfast so he can be strengthened and nourished. And so that will help you then throughout your day 
then the Bible will be a lamp for your feet as you're living your day and your mind is focused on God, the things of God, the, the kingdom of God, and let your mind be focused on that throughout your day then because you've established that at the beginning of the day. And again, to emphasize, just recapping here what we talked about, don't set yourself up to fail. Give yourself a couple minutes to pray, a couple minutes to read the Bible if you're not a morning person and you're dreading doing this. And build from there. Once you build a habit, you'll start looking forward to that. You'll start wanting to do it. You'll go, you know what? I can add more time to this because I really like waking up and doing this. And next thing you know, you'll be doing this much longer in the morning than you thought possible. And so that that's it. That's 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 what I have to say in this episode, how to start your day like Jesus. I hope that you, you, you enjoy it. You got something out of it. I hope that it encouraged you to start your day this way. If you're not doing it already, if you are, I hope it just encourages you to keep doing it. And make sure, I mean, if please share this episode with people if you want. If you, if you think, you know, you know other people that would benefit from this, share the episode, you know, share the show with people, whatever. And um, otherwise, thanks for listening and Godspeed.